Hello, friends. Maestro here, bringing you episode 542 of Maestro on the Mic. In today's episode, I am giving you five tips for actually achieving your New Year's resolutions. And we're doing it Thursday throwback style. What does that even mean? Well, it means that today's episode is a re-release of a previous episode. In case you didn't listen to this past Monday's episode where I announced my podcast plan for 2024, allow me to fill you in now. I'm going to be releasing brand new episodes every Monday and they will include a YouTube video. I'm going to be re-releasing previously published episodes every Thursday, and they will not have a YouTube video. I'm being fully transparent about this, and you'll see the original release date in the show notes. Today's episode originally released on January 6th, 2022, and the coolest part is that the message is still relevant, and the content is actually eerily similar to what I'd put out if I recorded a new episode right now. Tune in and you'll see what I mean. If you know that you've already listened to the episodes on Thursday and you want to skip that Thursday throwback episode, by all means, go ahead. Autonomy is sexy. I will, however, say as someone with a penchant for re-listening to audiobooks that the second, third, fourth, etc. time hits different. All right, let's hop into the episode. Hey, DJ. Give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion. And discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, friends. Maestro here. Thank you for joining me for the second episode of 2022. So on Monday, we dropped episode number 346. Wow. With Meredith Root and Alex Parker. I always love having them on. We talked about goal setting, getting things started, not comparing yourself to others. Just I've had them on 11 billion times for a reason. So if you haven't checked that episode out, Courtney, thank you. We'll link it in the show notes. Go give it a listen. This is our second episode of the new year, uh, but the first Thursday shorty. And given that it is a new year, it's, you know, it's in the air, this goal setting, uh, new, new, new year, new you, uh, resolutions and things like that. I'm not here, number one, to say, that you should not be thinking new year, new you. If you want to change, if you want to do stuff differently, you want to go and do 75 hard, go ahead, knock yourself out. I'm in your corner. I do, however, want to share some lessons that I gleaned after doing 31 days of kettlebell swings as a, it wasn't even a challenge. It was a thing that I just said to my brother, let's just do this together. And he is really into working out. Now this is my older of the two younger brothers that I have. Justin, I actually had him on uh, for an episode that was incredible. Not that I think about it. That episode was incredible. Courtney, if you can link that, that would also be awesome. But uh, I was just like, hey, let's let's do this together. Why not? Let's just do something together. We can't really work out together. He lives all the way in Philadelphia. But decided to just do 
50 kettlebell swings. And there's a, absolutely a reason that I chose that number. Not so much the significance of that number, but that I didn't make it like a thousand. And I'm going to go over that uh, as I talk through like five lessons that I learned from 31 days of kettlebell swings. So before I dive in each, look at me, before I dive into each of the, the lessons, uh, I do want to talk about two main things when it comes to accomplishing goals. I think we have one, th one thing to think about on the action side and more tangible things. And then one thing to think about on the more mindset side of, of things. So as it relates to action items and action oriented things, the most important thing that you need to do when it comes to achieving, reaching your goals is be consistent. I think you all listening to this already knew I was going to say that, but I'm not going to change my answer just because you knew I was going to say that. To me, being consistent is hands down the most important thing because not only do we see, you know, the com compounding effects of effort over time, but it gives you data and that is going to allow you to one, decide if you want to actually like keep doing this thing. And if you do decide you want to keep doing this, it gives you that action, that data that you can actually go and look at and, and refine and build upon, right? It gives you the reps, which is just, to me, just the most important thing when it comes to uh, being able to look back or being able to look at something and say like, how did I do? Do I want to keep doing this? Like, did I give it my best? It's just, you need more reps. And without the consistency, you never get that. You never get a true feel for you know, what this thing actually is, right? Cause you can kind of lie to yourself and be like, yeah, you know, I, I, I did 31 days of this thing, but if you only did like five days of it, you cannot say that that thing worked or didn't work or, you know, you can't get a, a, the full picture for it. So as it relates to the action items and, you know, doing something, the most important factor is consistency. As it relates to the more mindset side of things, the most important factor when it comes to accomplishing your goals is making sure that the goal is yours. So that actually ties into the five lessons that I, that I want to share with you. But what, what, if I'm going to summarize that point, I've said it a billion times, I'll say it again, borrowed goals ain't the way. You just hate doing it. When things start to get hard, you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? And that's a great question, right? If you're not doing it for you, why are you doing this thing? It becomes incredibly difficult to push through and to stay consistent when you're striving for a goal that isn't yours, that you don't really care about. So let's use that as a segue into the, the five lessons that I learned from 31 days of swinging that kettlebell. So I did when I chose the, the goal, I said 50 because I wanted it to be achievable. Uh, I used a 35 pound kettlebell, did double arm swings. I did it Russian style cause American style we've made up. Uh, but I, I wanted it to be achievable. And so that's actually going to be one of the lessons. So number one lesson from, and these are in no particular order, but just, it's just what I wrote down. Number one, the goal must be yours and you must care about it. So you can decide that the goal is yours. You know, I picked this thing, but then you also have to actually give a fuck. You have to care about this thing. So I think that, yes, it is possible for a goal to be yours without you actually caring about it. It could be like, Hey, I chose this thing because, you know, I, 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 I picked it and you know, I want to do it, 
But if you then sit down, you're like, but do I actually care about this thing? Do I care about this outcome? If the answer is no, you're probably not going to stick with the things that you need to stick with in order to accomplish that goal. Because we all know things are going to come up. It's going to be cold. It's going to be rainy. Listen, I know that universally those things impact people, all right? So these things, these barriers come up. And if the goal really isn't something we actually care about the outcome, even if it is our own goal, you're going to stop. And I say this as it relates to the swings because I like didn't really care about it. So I went through all 31 days, but if I was to like do this for like 75, I'd be like, I don't really want to keep doing this. Like, what is the purpose? Do I care about this particular outcome? In this case, I care about enough to finish it because I was doing it with my brother. But when you are picking these goals, if you're picking New Year's resolutions, New Year's goals, words, whatever, number one, make sure that you care about it. Make sure that it is actually yours. Point number two, I kind of alluded to just now, which is I wanted to do it because I was doing it with my brother. And the point number two here, lesson number two, is that accountability is magic. Absolutely magic. So you can do this thing with someone else. I think that's that's perhaps even better to know someone else is going through it with you. But simply putting it out there, it, it can be, it, I should say it can be magical. I know so there are some people that they're like, I, it doesn't really matter. If I tell people about it, I have no problem just not doing it. So if that's how you are, then don't worry about that. But for those of you that know that putting yourself on the hook, making something public, getting an accountability partner, doing this thing with somebody else is helpful for you, accountability can absolutely be magic. This is a nice segue into number three, which is about knowing yourself. So I alluded to or said previously, if you know that accountability ain't shit for you, then it's not going to, don't use that. Uh, But point number three is knowing yourself so that you can set yourself up for success. So if you know that accountability doesn't do anything for you, obviously don't look to lean on that. Speaking specifically to my swinging goal, I learned throughout the course, and this ties into that consistency piece, as I went through, I learned it was much easier to get it done if I did it either A, in the morning, or B, during my workout. So I could still get it done late at night, and there were quite a few times where I was like, oh shit, I forgot. But if I was going to do this as a more prolonged effort, I would take that data and say, hey, if I'm going to set myself up for success... I know that I don't, if I don't get it done in the morning, I'm going to wait till like the very end of the day, which isn't super ideal. So let me get it done first thing. This ties into point number four, which is let the goal be quote unquote easy. So in episode number, I think 345, I want to say the final episode of the year, I said, I want to clear up my message and I went through five points I want to clear up. One of those things was my statement of let it be easy. And that doesn't mean, you know, shirking all your responsibilities. That means doing the things that are the easiest as it relates to accomplishing your goals. So when we are setting our goals, let the goal be easy. Okay. Now, what that means is if I, if we go back to what I said earlier in the episode of, you know, I chose to do 50 swings a day with a 35 pound kettlebell. I strategically and specifically chose that because I knew that that was something that I could accomplish, even if I wasn't feeling 100%. If you pick a goal that you can only accomplish when you are at the top of your game, 
that may not be the, the best way to actually accomplish said goal. Now you have to know yourself. I know for me personally, I don't like goals where it's like swing for the fence and then you might miss. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Not at all. I want to break it down, make it achievable. Let that goal be easy because to me, easy goals are goals that get achieved. One more time to me, easy goals are goals that get achieved. So I take these goals that I know I can do when I'm not at 100%. This way, when those barriers do happen, when I have a long day, when the weather is shit, it's not 100% and things aren't 100% in my favor, I can still achieve that goal. And that's going to tie into that consistency piece. Consistency is magic. Effort compounds over time. Not only does it give us results that we can, you know, analyze and interpret, but it gives us momentum. All right, we can keep going. It's far easier to keep going with something than just to stop and try to start again. So when we are thinking about goals and setting goals, my recommendation, let the goal be easy. Let it be something that you know you can absolutely get accomplished when you're not at 100%. Now, for any of my overachievers in the crowd, and that's me as well, this model allows for overachieving, all right? So if we set a goal that we know we can absolutely achieve when we're not at 100%, that means that on those days that you are feeling 100%, you can go and do more. So there were some times that when I was feeling good, I would just do 50 swings unbroken. There was, I think, maybe only one time where I did the 53-pound kettlebell instead of the 35. Uh, there were some times where I did single-arm swings instead of doubles. So because I had this goal that I knew I could get to, that I could be consistent with. I had to work a little bit, but it wasn't like I was just going to be like, you know, totally uh, hating and dreading it going into it. That allowed me to do more on the days when I did feel really good. So for those of you that are like me that are overachievers, don't worry. I got you covered as well. This approach is not going to, you know, set you up for a life of under underachieving or anything like that. Also, remember, keep your eyes on your own paper goals are supposed to be your own. The last part, and this kind of ties into point number four, is that use these goals, and this ties into, I think, you know, the SMART, S-M-A-R-T concept, but use these goals as part of a bigger goal. So break down your goals. In this case, I just wanted to swing to be swinging, but my goal for uh, January or my tasks for January is I'm going to do 90 seconds of static stretching don't come at me with anything, all right? Don't come at me. 90 seconds of static, of static stretching uh, uh, for my quads, just one time on each leg. Again, if we go back to everything that I said, number one, the goal must be yours. It must be something you care about. And in this case, I do. I'm really, I know that I, from, my, from a movement perspective, my mobility, my knees is something that I ha will probably have to work on for the rest of my life. I have really worked on the uh, strength component of things. That's way more fun. We all know that. Uh, even when I was doing all the stuff with Knees Over Toes guy and his programming, which is phenomenal, I was really a lot more focused on the, or a lot more excited, I should say, by the strength component. But he has a significant mobility component to the programming, and I know that it helps. And I got away from it because I was like, this is not fun. So in an effort to keep my knees healthy and be able to play volleyball, which I really care about, I've picked a goal 
that is my own and I care about doing it and I care about that outcome. The accountability piece, I'm, I'm actually put it out there right now. You can hold me to it. Uh, I typically don't need the accountability piece as much, uh, but it can be fun to do things with other people. Knowing myself, right, I have set this, I, I'm going to do these stretches. I already started, so we're two days in when I'm recording this and I'm not waiting to the end of the day. I waited to the end of the day yesterday and I was like, one, it wasn't so bad because it was, I can do it anywhere, right? So in terms of barriers and letting it be easy, I can stretch anywhere. The kettlebell did, or kettlebell swings did pose an extra barrier. So I had to go all the way downstairs, which we know the resistance is real. You will use anything to like not do the thing. You're like, oh, it's raining. We've had so much rain here. Oh my goodness. But with this, I can do this literally anywhere. So this is day number two and uh, I have already accomplished the 90 seconds one time on each leg. And when we think about this as the goal, as part of a bigger goal, if I'm looking to actually increase my mobility, if I'm looking to actually create more of a mobility routine, starting it with something like this, something super small that's achievable is the way to go. If I was just like, dude, I'm going to do 30 minutes of mobility every day. No, I'm not. I don't even want to do the first day because that sounds terrible. Right? But I can break it down and just do 90 seconds. Something will always be more than nothing. Even if you want to be like, it's not a physiological change. One, I don't give a fuck. Number two, there's neurological changes to be had there. And number three, let's not discount the mindset component of this. Let's not, let's not discount the momentum component of this, of like, hey, I did this for 90 seconds. I got started because we know activation energy that that first part is the, it's the hardest. It's the most energy that we need. Once you're in that stretch, who's to say that you don't do that overachieving there. And suddenly you're like, you know what? I'm going to actually do it twice on each leg today because I, I feel good. And I like this and I got the time. I, there is the value or therein lies the value of basically all the steps that I said, or all the, the lessons that I said before, of letting the goal be your own and something that you care about, having the accountability if you need it, knowing yourself and setting yourself up for success, letting the goal be easy, and then having that goal be part of a bigger goal. So I would actually love to hear if you have any New Year's resolutions or New Year's goals or, or anything like that that you have decided to put in place. And you folks know that I do tend to encourage singularity and having a, a sole or singular priority. Uh, that's the only thing that I'm focusing on for January. I like to strip things down and say, okay, if this is the thing, this outcome, if I have these multiple outcomes that I want, is there something that ties it together? And for me, as it relates to the kind of the movement side of things, and I want to be able to play volleyball and I want to like feel good. And I've been going on a few runs and I'm like, you know what? I want to be able to move. Movement is freedom. And at the heart of that for me is that goal of, or not even goal, that, that reality that you got to be able to get into the positions and the easier that you can get into the positions, the easier everything else is. So that's where I got the working on the mobility side of things and I'm working on my little quad stretch and largely just bending my, uh, my old knees. So that in mind, I, again, I would love to hear what your goals are 
if you have just one single one, you've taken it and you've broken it all down and you've, or you've looked at all of them and you're like, hey, you know what? If I just focus on this one thing that can help get to these other things, awesome. If you have a ton of goals, uh, that will be harder. Uh, but let's go to point number three and knowing yourself. And perhaps if you've always done it that way and you've always had success, then, then keep going. But if, on the other hand, you've always set lots of goals and you always fail at them, then I'm going to challenge you this year to pick one thing and focus on that. So if you have goals, New Year's goals, if you have New Year's resolutions, or you know, if you have a New Year goal, a New Year resolution, I would absolutely love to hear it. Shoot me a DM, send me a text, 73, nope, that is not the right, I always do that. The number is 310-737-2345. DM me, text me, let me know what's going on, what, what, what goals you got. All right, that, that is it. I believe that is it. All right, so one last thing. I got an ask. My ask for you, my fine podcast people, is if you like this episode, if you like any of the episodes, do me a solid and share it with somebody who you think it might help. All right, that is officially, officially it. As always, endlessly, endlessly grateful for each and every one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro 